Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie out. It's been out. You need to see it more. It's <laughs> called The Hate You Give. Uh, there's so many things I have to say about it, but why should I say it when Amandla Stenberg is here, who stars in this movie and is brilliant in it? Oh, thank I'm you. I'm so happy thank that you. you're here. Thank you so much. I'm happy it. to be here. It's great. Yeah. So do you want to set up a little about uh, who you play, who Star Carter is, your sure. character? So I play Stark Bueno. I'm telling you what you already know. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it might I, be a new insight. And okay, I'll say, no, true. you don't. You don't do that. Right. Okay. True. Um, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test you, see if you're paying attention, and Please. throw some untrue facts in there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, love that. I play Star Carter in The Hate You Give. And she is a girl who is navigating uh, the contemporary and age-old experience of code switching uh, between her neighborhood, which is black, Mm -hmm. um, and her school, which is mostly white and privileged. And she is confronted with finding out who exactly who she is and if she wants to use her voice and if she wants to support her community and speak out for them when one of her best childhood friends is shot and killed in front of her by a white police officer after a traffic stop goes wrong. Um, and then the dinosaurs come. And <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that I didn't say. <laughs> it was just, See, it was just trick the dinosaurs... When did yeah. they come <laughs> you know, Did I go to the men's room during that part? No, I didn't. No, this is, it's a very serious subject because the world lives with this. We see too much of it. We see innocent people getting shot for reasons. That, and what, what's wonderful about the book that this is based on and the movie that yeah. it, mm-hmm. guys have made from it mm-hmm. is that there's, um, there's no easy answers. Yeah. It's a very gray kind of situation in mm-hmm. it that Common is in the movie playing your uncle who mm-hmm. is a cop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what is happening? So mm-hmm. did you know the book first? Was this something you wanted to do? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I actually had the blessing and privilege of getting my hands on an early manuscript of the book. So the book actually wasn't out yet, but there was already a lot of buzz around it and people were kind of surmising that it would be really popular um, and powerful and so so you got your out, sneaky hands I have my sneaky little fingers book, on it yeah on this book. yeah um, and I actually managed to do that because my my mom heard about it because she has some friends who are young adult writers mm-hmm. and was just immediately blown away by star and the circumstances that she's facing and how she decides to respond to them um, and also just her experience of code switching and feeling like she has these two different versions of herself that she has to present depending on where she is and what the context is. Well, was this something you were experiencing yourself? Yeah. Your mother being black, your father being Danish, right? Yeah. So did you have a thing with school like that too and go to another school? Yeah, I I felt like uh, I could relate on a lot of different levels in terms of being biracial and kind of always existing in between in some ways. Um, But then also I had a really similar parallel in terms of I grew up in South Los Angeles, but I went to a school across town that was mostly white and privileged. And so I was, you know, waking up in a black neighborhood, but then going to school and being around kids who didn't really have any 
way of conceptualizing what my community was or what it felt like to be black. Well, so when you were reading this book that you sneaked, what were you thinking? Like, I was like, people did she me? read my diary? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, did she somehow sneak into my home and steal my diary? I, w- I was really blown away by all the parallels. But I also think that it's something that a lot of people experience, especially now. I feel like most black people, and most people, uh, code switch in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really felt uh, that what was so powerful about how Angie approached writing it and positioning it was that she wasn't afraid to explore nuance and explore these these problems not from necessarily just an intellectual place but from the heart and from a place of emotion and feeling mm-hmm. and and that's not to say that she in any way at any point endorses uh, police brutality or the ways in which black people are routinely um, faced with violence from white institutions but but she explores it from multiple angles and and with a lot of empathy and compassion. And so that's why there is like a character like Common who is black but has the experience of also being a police officer. What does it feel like to always yeah. have to kind of traverse multiple worlds? Well, Star has a lot thrown at her. Yeah. <laughs> Even at home mm-hmm. where there's nothing but love from... Yeah. Parents played by Russell Hornsby and Regina Hall. Mm-hmm. They, they're one wants one thing, the other wants another thing, and yet there's that whole business about the Black Panther code of behavior that yeah. taught in Star's home mm-hmm, about mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. about keeping your hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's terrifying mm-hmm. in the way it's presented because it's not presented dramatically. He's just saying yeah. this like this is a fact of life. Because it is. It's, yeah. <laughs> Because it is a mm-hmm. fact of life for a lot of people. And I think the reason why uh, it's not positioned dramatically is because Angie had those experiences growing up. George, the director, had those experiences growing up. I, in some ways, and not, not directly in the way to, in which it's, it's like positioned in the movie, but I had those experiences growing up, for sure. At least knowing that uh, m- m- the police was not necessarily the place to feel safe um, mm-hmm. turning to help for, you know, and that oftentimes because of the biases that they internalize, you know that they might not have your best interest in mind. People that are supposed to protect you might not have your best interest in mind. It's horrifying to yeah. not know who to trust, yeah. <laughs> you know, to turn, even at home, you're saying, how much do I say about what my life is like in this high school? Where Star goes out of her way, basically, not to speak any slang. or Right. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to find out. What I find fascinating about the character is we catch her in the act of inventing herself, of finding who yeah. she is. Yeah, which is like it, also just a really relatable adolescent experience you know i'm still doing it you're just you just (laughs) turned 20 right yeah and you've been you've had time magazine saying you're you know one of the most influential teenagers (laughs) in america uh oprah winfrey saying all that when i was your age i was still learning to wave goodbye you know (laughs) i'm still learning how to do things like that some a little bit like that but what happens when you get that kind of I don't want to call it, it's not adulation so much as, mm. as just praise for you being that thoughtful about the world that you live in. Oh, man. I but mean, you it's, are. It's, it's a huge honor. Yeah, and it's, it's a huge 
honor and privilege to have the people that I look up to and respect so much feel similarly about me. It's it's absolutely nuts. <laughs> and I'm just very grateful. Um, definitely uh, have to somewhat kind of distance myself from like <laughs> being labeled a lot by the media or, you know, being um, kind of put into a, a box or described because like, you know, I am growing and changing and being a human is an ever fluid process. Um, and I could change how I want to express myself in the world and how I approach it, you know, tomorrow. Well, in what you're doing as just somebody growing into this world and who you are, you still have to make decisions. And yet, what's really so good about how you're approaching it is you, you can articulate your feelings, which is mm. hard for a lot of people, mm. especially a lot of people your age. Mm. It's usually, I'm, here's what I'm saying, <laughs> in the length of a tweet. Well, that's another way of articulating. <laughs> well, I guess it is. I yeah. read somewhere that you, you stopped for a while using your phone. Yeah, I did. Um, I don't really use Twitter. Um, I have Instagram, but I know that I have like a predisposition towards being really addicted to technology and so I think there are times where it can be really distracting to me and probably more detrimental. Really? Do you have that thing where you're just checking that your phone is yeah. somewhere nearby? Yeah. yeah, or like, you know, I open my phone to take a picture next thing I know I'm like on a social media app but I have no recollection or memory of opening it, you know? <laughs> um, so like I sometimes will recognize when I need to take a break just for my own mental health, especially because like I'm engaging with so many people on the internet all the time and like it gets dangerous when you start kind of basing your own self-value off of, you know, the, the opinions of millions of strangers. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. you could say, well, 200,000 people said I should never have done Hunger Games, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then another group of people say, right. wow, that's my favorite thing. Right. You know, what do yeah. you do? What do you deal with it without becoming schizophrenic about <laughs> who you, you are? You turn it off. You turn it off. You don't look at it, you know. you can, it's, it's like so human to internalize that and you know kind of feel like you have to base your actions upon the praise or disapproval of others but it's so like debilitating you know but my mom always says like you can't pay attention either you can't pay attention to the praise you can't pay attention to the disapproval what about your parents how and how my parents how, <laughs> but how, how do they deal with your success each of them <laughs> What do they do? Um, they treat you differently and say, well, Oprah loves her. No, no. My parents are just... Yeah. <laughs> my, parents, my parents don't care who loves me. They just know that they love me, you know. And um, that's enough. Yeah. Well, your name, yeah. Amanda, that is Zulu for what? Strength? Uh, power. Power and mm -hmm. strength. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you, mm -hmm. what's the source of that power? Where is it? What's I, in you I feel that's like, making I feel this? Like I want to know what it is. I feel like you're digging for some like we all want it. Like invisible. Well, like yes, I want it. I want the power. <laughs> I just you know, it's just simple. No, I'd really I I don't know. I, <laughs> I have no clue. I'm I guess I'm just myself, but I feel very flattered that you think that there is some secret to me being me. Well, here you are, you know, now no longer a teenager, so it's like a whole other world. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening now. Yeah. But that you could write about uh, social, uh, racial appropriation mm. and feel the confidence to do it. 
And when it happens, when you did that thing about the cornrows, mm. what do you feel when it happens? Did, are you saying, uh, I'm a little nervous about having done this? Or are you confident in it, that this is something you need to do? Because I'm ready to elect you president. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. I'll give that. you a few more years. I'm not ready for that. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I just don't really think about it. I don't know, maybe my perceptions of reality are a little off, but like when I do something, I don't really think about who is going to see it too hard because I think that would be kind of like debilitating once again, you know? Um, I just kind of do it and try to speak from the heart and hope that those who can connect with it or relate to it do because that's kind of the point at the end of the day. And then. Just leave it at that. So when you're out and you're talking to people about the hate you give, what do you want an audience that goes to this? And you should, people. <laughs> Back to you. I'm going, I'm talking to <laughs> all of your millions of fans. And then I'm saying, what do you want them to get out of seeing a movie like this? Because there's, it's not your story, but it is. Yeah. So much of it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's my story, but it's also our story, you know. Um, I I think that the, the thing that you can take from the film depends on who you are and what your experience is and also what you might be looking for or might be needing. Because um, I think the film is really nuanced also. It's not just, I've said that word so many times in this interview, <laughs> it's also um, joyous. It's not just heavy and, and sad. Like, it's, there's black joy in it there's so much love there's moments of levity and understanding and empathy and you know all that good stuff it's not just like a downer you know and so um i think that you can find what you might need from it hopefully those who never really have a, a place or a space to process some of these emotions especially when it comes to grief or frustration or anger or mm -hmm. sadness um can process it through this film because I feel like oftentimes within black communities we don't really have the time or the or the place to do that so hopefully this can function as that um, and there's then no I hope time in, in terms of what there's just too much going on yeah I feel like you know we just sometimes have to push through um, without having the time to really uh, emotionally fulfill ourselves or at least let feelings pass, you know, because we have to be strong and we have to keep going. And, and we, for some reason, we think that we aren't allowed, because we haven't been, um, to experience a, a breadth of emotion and, and actually give that space so that, so that we can heal. Um, but I think that this can act as a space for that and also just be a place to feel represented and validated. Um, and then I hope that also, like, it instills maybe some empathy in, in those who, who can't relate. Yeah. I thought that that existed in The Hunger Games as well, mm -hmm. even though you would look at it because it's such a blockbuster in terms of that. But the themes of that are sort of relevant to what you just said, aren't they? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, The Hunger Games is like uh, dystopian movies are always like foreshadowings, you know. Uh, and the thing about 
this film is we're kind of living in somewhat dystopian times, <laughs> and so, so it's a reflection of reality, and I, I think maybe there could definitely be some similar themes. So <laughs> what's the next thing on the docket for you? I'm figuring it out. You're, you're I'm, having, looking, I'm looking for a job. Not a no, you're looking for a job. <laughs> it's just that whole actor thing is happening now. Yes. I'm looking hey, look, for the next I'm gig. Employable. So Here it is. <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> Whatever is happening. Me. Well, this show, this is the first time you're here, and I'm just delighted. You don't know we end in song. I don't know what? That we end in song. I don't you know You always that. sing just a little bit is, for me. Is that Everyone happening? does it. Every, <laughs> they have to do that. But it's true as well. It's totally true. Okay, I'm down. Are you? Right, what have you got for go. me? I just have to pull it out? Just oh, you just random? pull it out. I don't want, it would be horrible if I said... Amanda, you need to prepare. This is then it's horrible. I just want to know. It's, it's not the whole song. It's just a little bit of something that's in your head. That's musical. Is there a theme or like? It doesn't have to uh, be a theme at all. There <laughs> doesn't have to be a theme in um, the least. Okay. Oh man, I've, I can't. I can't think of a single song. See, um, that happens sometimes to people. But I was listening to this earlier. Uh, Acapella. Oh God. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> See, it's spontaneous, <laughs> even though it's torture. Okay. Yeah. Say my name. Say my name. But no one needs. A <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> but you made I the effort. I started. I, felt, I gave you a little. I felt that it was well, coming. then I could because I kind of like halfway through, I was like, okay, do I commit to this seriously and try to sing well, or mm -hmm. like, do I throw it out? You know, and then I would I got have kind of the latter. I would have said, right. throw it out. Throw it out. Committing that's completely, strange. then you want perfection. Yeah, and, and then that's, that, too that's difficult limiting. to achieve. That's what I know? was thinking also. I was just so thinking I, a I little just more throwing it, and you stopped. Because, it was, because it's, it's, cause I was so obsessed with perfectionism, I couldn't even continue. The next time you're here, though, then yeah. I want a complete start to finish number. Okay. You know, right. with any yeah. accompaniment you choose. Do I bring the accompaniment with me? Oh, or you, do you're you? doing it. You know. Oh, yeah. I'm doing <laughs> no, all of it. I can do it, too, if you want. Oh, okay. I can do a little drumming for you. you know. But that's, okay. that's the most that, I can do. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Like all a right. conga or like a... I'm serious about this, though. <laughs> Next time, this is what's going to happen. Thank, okay. you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you so thank much you. for being here. <laughs>